0: Hey everyone, I'm Jay,
1: and I'm Scott, and welcome to Witches Betwixt.
0: Twix. Um, today we're going to be talking about Midsummer. It's our summer solstice, uh, kind of special here. Uh, it's something. It's a tradition that I kind of want to keep up with with all the different um Sabbats, at least that uh, me and Scott tend to personally recognize in our practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so with Midsummer, uh, so many different um practices happen at the summer solstice and yet all of them kind of all boil down to uh a couple of similar concepts so if you are new to this path if you are a baby witch um basically uh the summer solstice is the longest day of the year and the shortest night um traditionally it's celebrated around i would say it's like a window of time so like the 20th to the 22nd i think that's like a fair window of time to say when it's usually celebrated um some mm. people will celebrate on the full moon closest to the solstice or they'll uh, have their ritual exactly at the time um uh like exactly at the time of what it's like the the longest. Where the night tra- or where the day transitions into night, then they'll have their ritual, um, or they'll have it at like noon. So basically, it's a fire festival, and it, um, really, it's just it's celebrating that those high hot days of summer, and just being grateful for the the bounty of the land and growing things and stuff like that. So generally, it is a very it's a very festive Sabbath. It's not particularly um. It's not like Solin can be a little solemn at times as well as like uh Maybon or Yule. They can be a little solemn, but midsummer mm-hmm. in my experience has always been a big party, and that's kind of what I've always uh really enjoyed about it. Even though I never really liked summer in general and me either. Yeah, and, like we've talked about it before like I like as it gets hotter, it feels like our power, like our energy and like our power just kind of wanes because we're not like really warm weather type people Uh i've kind of been feeling the opposite with this with this solstice coming up it's kind of weird like i've been enjoying sitting outside even though it's been hot as hell here already i well it's funny i apologize it's summer in
1: philadelphia yeah um (laughs) exactly (laughs) uh I've actually, I must agree there, because I've actually, I mean, I don't ever, I will, I don't think I'll ever feel as empowered or as uh, witchy or magical as I do, like, let's say, like, more towards Lunasa and Maybon. but, um, I will say that so far, I've maintained a sense of, uh, connection that I normally kind of lose around this time, mm-hmm. um, A part of me wonders if that's because i recently started connecting uh deeply with green magic i have this really lush uh quickly growing garden now and uh i i've made some promises to some some spirits that i work with and i'm keeping uh fox gloves um and that's going really nice i you know so i don't i don't really know but i i am uh having this really powerful uh, I mean, more more so than normal connection to uh, the the summer tides, you know.
0: Yeah, me too. Like I've really been enjoying like cutting my grass doesn't feel like um, as much of a chore. Like I'm kind of just enjoying being outside and like mm-hmm. putting in that kind of work. I also started a little garden. We're doing. I decided to go the uh, the the vegetable route. Um, so. We got some green beans and I got cherry tomatoes and bell pepper plant.
1: Awesome. I have yeah. a question and please yeah. leave it in. How are your tomatoes doing? <laughs> They're doing really well. Oh, are they actually like, are you getting like, are you getting tomatoes?
0: Yeah. Uh. Really? Those aren't <laughs> My tomato's
1: good. just growing and it's not doing anything. Oh. <laughs> it's just growing I mean, and nothing's actually happening. I was <laughs>
0: learning that with tomato plants, they get really tall. So you have to like prop them up.
1: We have, yeah, we have that, yep. Yeah, I don't know. And it is
0: super tall. Does it get, like, sun all day?
1: Yeah, it gets tons, it gets full sun, and tons of water, and it just, it keeps growing, but it won't, it won't give me any yield. <laughs> That's really
0: strange, maybe you got a bump plant.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I'm wondering if it's because I got a beefsteak tomato plant, I don't, because they're big and ridiculous. Oh, maybe they tomato. take
0: longer to... I just got cherry tomatoes, so they're smaller.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering if it's just because, like, you know, they're, they're like, a, they're genetic modified <laughs> brand
0: yeah, of tomato, so maybe they tomatoes. just take
1: longer, you know? I don't know. Anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, Um. I honestly, I virtually knew nothing about growing plants. I know you put the thing in the dirt and then water it and make sure it has sun, and then you get plant. Um, oh my
1: god, yeah, there's so much to it, though.
0: Yeah. But I, I just decided to keep it simple. Like, I got, like, a nice organic, like, bedding to put it in. It's actually been really nice. And I go out there every day, and I water them, and I talk to them a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I've I've really been enjoying that. And I don't think, because I know a lot of people were, were starting, like, home gardens because they were worried about, um, like, food security and food shortages because of yeah. COVID. Um, that's not why I started mine, because me, I don't, either. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that kind of space <laughs> to actually, like, have a garden to sustain me, food-wise, um, but, uh, it, no shame on anyone who, like, wants to do that, by the way, it just, I just don't have the space and or the patience, so, um, but I started the garden just because I had time, I just, I had, I was home. I... Like,
1: yeah, I needed something to focus on.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I really, you know, like during the summer solstice, I find like, you know, the summer solstice is great for like passion, you know, mm-hmm. it's a really passion. The summer is a very passionate season. Um, the only problem is right now, I would, I mean, with the pandemic going on and, you know, civil unrest, uh, there there is a lot of uh, either passions are being fully expressed or they're being completely, you know, because, you know, you're staying inside, you know. And I, I really needed something to 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 put my attention into. And, yeah, and I it's really, something
0: you've been wanting to do. You've been talking about I, it for yeah, a long time.
1: Yeah, I have. I've been really wanting to start uh, my own, like, witch's garden, you know? Like, uh, I have an amazing, um, at least one, I have a couple connections, uh, not connections, but uh, resources that, uh, you know, I know where to get um, a lot of really great witching herbs. Like, I just ordered uh, rue. Yeah. Uh, Ruta, Ruta gravelens, which is like the traditional rue,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, which like you know removing the evil eye and things like that. I got mugwort, and I actually got Saint John's wort, which has a particular connection to the summer solstice. um
0: Yes, it does. It was popping up in all of the readings that mm-hmm. um, I was doing.
1: Yeah, which is why I'm. I mean, of course, unfortunately, my my Saint John's wort is too young to. There's no, there's no flowers on it, unfortunately, but. um
0: What is the significance of it to the...
1: So, St. John's wort is probably one of the most potent uh, anti-magic or protective herbs that a witch could uh, have in their cupboard. Um, It has a very long history in, in, uh, in the craft. And traditionally, like I said, it's a protective herb. Um... It is believed that uh in, in older texts it was said that uh the witch the devil, um, although sometimes it was witches who said this themselves, interestingly enough, uh, that the devil um could not come within ten feet of someone who had uh the Saint John's Wort plant on their person. And it wow. was very it was very particular. It, it was like, you know, like in, in feet, it actually talked about in feet. Wow. Um, yeah, so it was very particular. Uh, you know, um, Darian, my partner, he was like, "Uh, <laughs> that's a little too particular. It's weird." Yeah. You know, um, which I which I agreed with. You know, but uh, it it comes with a story of um, of a of a, a English gentlewoman who, I don't know if she made a deal, or cast a spell, or went to see uh, cunning folk, or something along those lines, and basically. In order to get herself, or no, someone made a deal about, like, for her, like, like basically she was the, 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 the whatever the devil wanted. Mm. And she went to a cunning folk to protect herself, and the cunning person gave her uh, a flower of uh, St. John's wort mm-hmm. plucked on St. John's Eve, which is June 23rd, which is generally when St. John's wort is at its peak. Oh, okay. But interestingly enough, uh, just kind of a side note on Green Magic, people also find that this time for that, around that time period for St. John's War, especially like a more mature plant, mm-hmm. uh, it's, uh, its alkaloids and all of its uh, chemical properties, its medicinal properties are also at their peak. Uh-huh. So I think that that is, uh, yeah, that's pretty interesting as well, I think, to note. Yeah. Um, uh so yeah, it's it's an incredibly protective plant. Even more so if like I said plucked on St. John's Eve. Um in the in the show notes below, Jay remind me to give everyone a a folk charm that's said while plucking the plant in order to uh prune it and it maintain its virtue for use. I do have it in one of my books. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, actually Byron Ballard um posted something on her Facebook asking people if they were finding kind of like refuge in their in their gardens this year.
1: Yeah, I I po- I actually commented on that.
0: Did you? Yeah. Um and I was like, yeah, like this is the first year I've ever had a garden. I've I've lived in the city my whole life and I've never really had space or time or patience to kind of put into growing things. And I always felt like a bad witch for it and I still kind of feel like a bad witch because I'm growing vegetables versus herbs. Um eh, that's but that's still just really
1: witchy to grow veggies too.
0: It's just me beating myself up because that's what I'm best at. But <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I just um I think that's why I feel so in tune with the solstice energy right now is because like I'm actually tending to a garden i'm actually watching something grow i've planted something i will have a harvest you know what i mean like when i harvest my vegetables and so i never really felt in tune with some of those um i guess like i guess it'd be called like an agrarian concept of like you know like farming and harvesting and things like that i never had a connection to it because i never farmed i never harvested i never planted anything you know yep and so now I'm really feeling that and I'm like, Oh, now I understand why people especially people who are witches who do practice magic, I understand why they at least have, you know, something growing at at any given moment because it um it's an incredible connection to yeah. to those energies and I think that's what's been keeping my energy levels up. Um as we get closer uh into well, as we go down the path into the hotter, hotter, and hotter days. Um, Yeah, I think that's just what's been uh, keeping me going. Um, I kind of wanted to get back into a little bit of some of the, like, uh, I guess, history surrounding this particular Sabbath. Uh Um, So, like I've said before in in, uh, previous episodes, I come from a very Wiccan background. That's kind of where I got started. And kind of as a side note, I feel like in other, in older episodes, I feel like I kind of shit on Wicca a lot and I really don't mean to sound that way. So I think at some point in the future, I would like to do like an episode comparing Wicca versus witchcraft. I think that would be a really interesting episode to see like how they differ and, but also where they intersect. Um, so like I said, I come from a very Wiccan, uh, background and um in wicca on the eight-spoked wheel of the year this sol- uh the summer solstice is also known as and I'm probably going to butcher it because I never know if it's pronounced litha or letha I don't even think it matters or it doesn't yeah. matter okay thank I god it doesn't know. matter um really what that follows is the how do I describe it it's when the... It's the Rise of the Oak King, am I correct? You actually In would Hoka. have a... a uh, shot. Pretty sure that's what it is. Let me go by... Uh, here.
1: See, for me, when I always see, like, you know, I think so much of my knowledge of... the uh, I mean, the Sabbaths overall. I mean, especially, like, the, I guess, the in-between
0: Sabbaths or whatever i I kind oh, of I see what it is yeah. cut you off what it yeah. is is um the oak king falls to the holly King, so even though and that's sort of always the 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 darkly beautiful thing I always liked about the kind of like the Wiccan interpretation of the summer solstice mm-hmm. is that even though it is the blazingest, hottest, brightest day of the year, it is also the point in time in which the days begin to shorten, which I always thought was. Um, kind of like darkly beautiful in a way hmm. yeah because you know it's it's the longest day but also so if if the oak king which is the the king of summer of light of vibrance you know falls to the holly king then the holly king is the the, uh, the darker half you know the dark half of the year so even though we're like partying it up the summer solstice it's like the dark half of the year approaches, it's, it's right there, it's around the corner, and it kind of reminds me of like Game of Thrones, like, uh, winter is coming. You know what I mean? There's always this sense in, particularly in Wicca, that I, also, that I always felt, um, there was always this sense of, like, well, winter is coming. Winter is around the corner. You have to get ready for winter. You have to be able yeah. to survive winter. Um, and, of course, like in our modern-day society, sometimes that's hard to translate. You know what I mean? Like, the, yeah. the word survival... "Quote unquote." We've well, yeah, we've definitely. I mean,
1: I mean, I would even argue, even in traditional craft, a lot of it has had to kind of. Although, of course, a lot of traditional craft no longer kind of um, uh, work with that kind of uh, uh, fertility, earth, like you know, they don't, they don't necessarily do that. They're kind of more interested in the, the spirit working part of it, but. Right even though I am track I personally really do love the, the, the old pagan holidays. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the idea of living like with the seasonal tides and working with, you know, those spirits that are in connect with those seasons. Um, I find it to be incredibly powerful. And I mean, this, like I said, this, this, this year, 2020 in particular, I'm really, uh, now that I kind of found my niche, I, I think i've had a lot of growing to do and uh i found you know uh that i i work really well with uh the good neighbors i work really well with the fae and um they have a big to do with this this time of the year as well mm-hmm. uh a lot of uh you know uh there's a lot of lore about the queen of alfame kind of like walking the land and things like that uh so you know i connect i connect there you know to this to this time as well it's a it like you know it's a very liminal time you know we're we're starting to begin like you said we're, the 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 days are growing shorter after you know yeah um, and we start to kind of begin to you know prepare for the harvest season you know mm-hmm. um i mean and of course, once lunasa comes. You know, it all pretty much just speeds right by, you know, Mabon often is like a blur, and then it's just all of a sudden it's Samhain, you know?
0: Yeah, sometimes Mabon feels like a um, like a footnote on the wheel of the year, especially with how like, quickly everything moves.
1: I know, that that time of the year, just like, zoom, you know, real fast. So but...
0: why, in your personal practice, why do you still follow, I guess, the Wiccan wheel of the year? Because that's kind of where it was established. Yeah, um, there's something, so,
1: whilst I'm not big on fertility, right, like, I don't care so much about, like, human fertility, right, um, because as a queer person, that doesn't mean much to me. Right. Fertility is a
0: sensitive subject to many queer people.
1: Yeah, um, but... I do love the idea of like, not na- nature fertility. Like I like like, you know, Mother Nature. You know, yeah. um, I love like watching my pumpkin. I had this time like, okay, I'm gonna can I go back to my garden real quick yeah, if sure. you allow me? I had a tiny little jack o' lantern pumpkin plant. Uh-huh. I really I have been wanting to grow my own jack o' lantern since I was a kid, and as is my mom, she just never had the opportunity. Right, and um. We finally are, and this plant has more than tripled in size, Wow! and it flowered last night. Ooh. There is something so magical to see this orange flower that's going to precursor this beautiful orange, ja- orange pumpkin that will be my Halloween jack-o'-lantern, you know? Oh
0: man, I want to grow my own jack-o'-lantern next year. That's a great idea
1: and i have so many yeah it's it's beautiful jay it's absolutely gorgeous um take a picture of it i did i'll post it uh, i'll i did, i posted it on facebook but i'll post it to the group um i've been wanting to post more of my garden on the group but anyway um there was something about all watching all of them grow you know like i have a larkspur plant and i was so afraid of it dying because the flowers started wilting and then all of a sudden the flowers bloomed all over again for like you know another another couple of days and now those flowers they died off again but I'm not as worried because clearly I'm learning the cycle of this plant their flowers yeah. don't last long it's just a, a blooming plant and then they fall and then it blooms again and then they fall
0: you know yeah and and... that's something you would have never noticed or known before unless you mm-hmm. started that garden right and it's beautiful. It's and it not only is it
1: beautiful because of just the, to watch something that I'm putting my time and energy into, but also because like the spirits in those plants, like I'm gearing up to try. I mean, of course, unfortunately I don't have the best situation in my home right now. Right. Um but uh that hopefully will uh transition out uh in July and i'll be able to really sit with each one of those plants and i am fully ready i've already told them each plant yes i talk to my plants um
0: you should talk to your plants. that's just been proven that's just i nice. know
1: i also play them really peaceful music and we listen uh. to folk music together and classical music and witchy music mm. we have a good time um you know, but the spirit of, like, you know, just the spirit of the Larkspur, you right. know, like, it's incredibly protective, and, you know, it uh, it has this beautiful quality of revealing kind of the truth of the situation. It's not about, like, a truth spell, right? It's not about, like, pulling the truth out of someone. Right. It's just to aid you in seeing the truth of what's happening before you, you know, mm-hmm. the things that we lie to ourselves about. And that's one of its—that's I always thought that that was one of its more particularly interesting properties, um, because I feel like that's a great help to me. But what I'm trying to say is working so closely with the spirits of rosemary and lavender and lemongrass and you know St. John's Fort and Roman a German chamomile, you know, like I'm I'm picking up on these really powerful. Green allies and and understanding how their life cycle works, you know.
0: Yeah, like the other day, (laughs) I noticed my um my pepper plant like in the morning, like in the daytime, like Mm -hmm. when when this when not even really in the morning. I shouldn't say morning, because I've been waking up late. So like afternoon, right? Um, yeah, I've been getting up at like eleven. So by the time I get out there to look at the garden, it's like two. Um, so, like, in the afternoon when the sun's, you know, really blazing in front of the house and the pepper plant, the leaves kind of, like, it looks like it's wilted, actually. Like, it looks like it's just unhappy. Um, I was like, oh, no, like, is it dying? And then I noticed as the sun goes down and gets a little cooler, the leaves kind of open back up. Like, the plant kind of, like, folds in on itself. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of opens back up, like, at dusk. Which yep. I thought was super cool, because I was like, oh, okay, so now I understand, like, that's what this plant does, like, during the day. Like, this plant, like, does different things during the cycle of the day. Which right, I thought was... and you see, that's, that exactly, that is what I find beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Watching
1: these plants, they have personalities, you know, there's something about them. They're different, and they need different things. They have different needs. And desires and wants and they don't all want the same kind of watering, you know, like,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I don't know, there's something about and and to me, that 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 says a lot about their virtue, their Newman, you know, their spirit, their innate spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, Clearly, those spirits, you know, one, those spirits are kind of in this much like us, a cycle of life and death and rebirth. For some of them, you know, like there's annuals, right? Yeah. And then there's perennials, you know? That's true. Um, I don't know. I just think that there's – I. that's why. That's why I stick to the wheel of the year because nature is sacred to me. Yeah. I, I, you know, I come from – there's a big conversation right now in the occult community – about like the model, like the 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 magical model that people follow. You know, we have people who follow the purely energy model, right? And then people who follow the spirit model. And while I follow a bit of both, like most people do, honestly, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm largely like predominantly informed by the spirit model, and the energy model is just like a it's like a support thing. You know what I mean? Like it's there, obviously. You mm-hmm. know, but it's not. Um,
0: yeah. So. I've kind of realized that in my... Because I also utilize the Wheel of the Year in my personal practice. And I think maybe some of it just derives from comfort in the familiar. You know, it's the first thing that I picked up on, and it's the first thing that I really got attached to. So why not keep doing it, right? And it makes me happy, so why not? But I also... I really like holidays. I really like the concept of holidays or power days or holy days, however you know which way you want to phrase it, but mm-hmm. I like celebratory um days in which you can set off like set aside a block of time that day or that weekend or whatever it what? is that you're planning, and you can get together with people and celebrate and yeah. That is what I'm, what I'm looking forward to the most, Um, especially like with uh, some restrictions with COVID being lifted. Even though whether they should be lifted, I don't know. That's a whole other. Yeah, we
1: don't have to go. That's a whole (laughs) other
0: discussion. But the idea Uh. is that you know we can we can slowly start to gather with our at least our close friends, and then you know slowly widen your uh, social circle. I guess that's the idea behind it, mm-hmm. but um, I'm looking forward to that. I I enjoy uh, ritual with other people so much, and it doesn't always have to be the most ex- extravagant of rituals. Just just being with people and and hanging out and feeling their energy and mm-hmm. you know having your energy mixed with theirs. It's so great. So that's why I kind of followed the Wiccan will the year before, also for a sense of a little bit of structure because it kind of kicks me in the ass a little bit, because it's like, hey, there's a Sabbath coming up. You need to prepare for it, you know? And sometimes I can get a little Mm -hmm. lax in my practice, and so that's... And then I look at the calendar, and I go, oh, you're right, that is coming up. I should should really, like, prepare something. Yeah. Which I don't really view the same as, like... I don't know, you know, like, the concept of, like, fair-weather Christians, like, you only go to church on Christmas and Easter or something yeah um i don't feel like a fairweather witch because of that uh it's no, because i actually like prepare something you know what i mean i'm not just like oh yeah let me read the uh the thing that i read every year for this you know what i mean like it's not like uh it's not flippant and it's not casual yeah. even if it is uh small and low energy it's still always um very like sacred you know, right. I was this
1: thing what I was just about
0: to use too. So. Yeah. It's a it's a very sacred moment. Now, I don't um I don't really believe in the I guess like the, the lore behind a lot of them. Like the Oak and the Holly King. Like it's a very good story. It's a very good imagery. It's a very good oh, metaphor. Right. Um and that's kind of what I use it for. Is like for those sort of like metaphorical experiences. Of course. And the symbolism. Um but there are uh there are a good number of witches who I, I don't want to say like don't they don't it's not that they don't celebrate Litha or Litha or Midsummer, they just it just is what it is. Like I know Chris and Tara were saying in there There's really only two nights or two or two days in particular that are power days for them. It was Hexanacht and mm-hmm. Halloween?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I you know and and I understand that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Hexenacht it, and it is like crazy powerful. Um, it's it's super intense, and you know I can't wait to kind of celebrate that, preferably with you. Yeah. Um, and preferably kind of uh learning to to travel. Um, if you know spirit flight, hedge crossing. Mm-hmm. Uh. That would be my 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 preference um because i never really got super into it uh i've talked about it briefly my one experience and then after that i just kind of did other things but Mm -hmm. um spell work and stuff but i really do like you i really enjoy the community of the pagan holidays also too i want i like the one thing that needs to be i think said is that the the construct of the eight-spoked wheel is particularly Wiccan, but the holidays themselves are have not. Only, yeah, like there's a lot of information about what was done
0: pre-Wicca, right? Yeah, yeah. It it so, drives like, from that uh, from that lore and mythology,
1: right? Like 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 Letha, for instance, from my understanding, is more of a Nordic word. It's or based from more, you know. Actually, I think it's
0: um it's Roman. It's Roman oh, or it something. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know but I know it necessarily wasn't Celtic, right? Um, these festivals, not all pagans celebrated, you know, some of the, you know, obviously they had some, uh, especially like in the, the Celtic tribes and the Nordic tribes, they would have some reflect, uh, you know, similar festivals. But like some of the uh, the festivals weren't celebrated by every, per, you know, every tribe or, 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 you know, of people in the British Isles, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know that wasn't necessarily as homogenized like that but it, now it is and i mean as long as i'm celebrating it for me as long as i'm celebrating it more closer to history and less kind of of uh you know overly um like the lore yeah which yeah. there's nothing wrong with if you do that that's your you know yeah it's just your not flavor. it's powerful for you that's great it's just not as powerful for me but using kind of the the traditional lore, uh, that's kind of where I find my my seat of power. You know what I mean? Um, that's how I can really connect to these really powerful days. You know. But uh, and, and th- another thing too is that this idea of power days, uh, days that seem to be particularly more liminal than others, it stretches cultures for thousands of years. You know. Oh yeah, like, it's
0: nothing new. That's for sure. Mm-mm.
1: Yeah, so I guess for me, that too, you know, like, there are times, like, certain holidays and festivals where, like, I wake up and I'm just like, whoo, you know, like, it's it's in the air, you know? Um, and then there are certain days where I'm just like, eh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, just to me, like... like,
0: there have been plenty of Sabbaths that have come and gone that I have not... I've been sick or I've just been depressed or I've just been not feeling like the spirit of this spirit of the Sabbath. Um, mm-hmm. and that's okay too. Like you don't have to push yourself. Like, I think, I think we ca- I think I kind of get a little bit of that. Well, you must celebrate your holidays no matter what. Cause it kind of comes no. from my upbringing you know, like, I don't care if you got the flu, you're still going to grandma's for Christmas. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of how it's been. Um, and holidays were kind of like a, I don't care if you're not in the mood. You have to get together with your family and do this thing and celebrate and be happy. And I don't, um, I don't carry that same sentiment into um, observing the Sabbaths. I observe them if I feel like I always do some sort of acknowledgement, no matter how I feel. But it may not necessarily be a full, a full ritual.
1: Yeah. I, well, also too. Uh, I think we I don't know if we were just saying this in personal conversation or if we said this on an episode. But uh I really, really, really only like celebrating the Sabbaths with other witches.
0: I know. <laughs> Me too. Especially the uh, Sabbaths. Like personal rituals and personal spellwork, work, that's totally different. Yeah. But with the Sabbaths it's just it not not to knock on anyone who's solitary by choice by by choice or just you know, by location, um, but I just feel like they're designed to be celebrated with
1: people communal, yeah,
0: yeah, like it's think... is
1: really funny because when I first started, I was completely solitary, me too, I was so I, alone. I, I you know, but and for a long time I didn't want to for like I didn't want anybody to I didn't want that structure, I didn't want like that coven thing, and then me and you finally did it,
0: and I was like,
1: okay. This is yeah.
0: nice. <laughs> yeah, I um, I really enjoyed the 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 little bit that we did with the coven, and I fully plan on um, obviously you know, getting that back, and, you know, putting more life into that. But um, mm-hmm. I just. I think I feel like I wanna talk about the sabbats like extra because I can't celebrate them with people right now. You know what I mean? And so I want to like talk about them with someone else at the very least. And yeah, like we could do like a virtual ritual or something like that, but that's it's never it's not the same for me, especially yeah. with celebrating the Sabbaths. For spell work, sure. You know, that's just as effective. But for the that communal celebrate like the communal celebratory feeling Mm-hmm. doesn't translate for me. Um, another thing that I kind of wanted to talk about is the queer wheel of the year, which is something that I came across in a book called Queer Magic, Power Beyond Boundaries. Um, mm. It's edited by Lee Harrington and Ty phoenix Calliston. I hope I'm saying that correctly. So this book is like a collection of essays by queer people or queer witches And they write about a whole bunch of different topics. And right here, what I have is The Queer Journey of the Wheel by Steve Kenson. And basically, this was just a take on the eight Sabbaths and how they relate to, um, I guess, the life cycle of a queer person. Um, And so, Midsummer is actually uh, Pride. Which is very okay. fitting because it's Pride Month, um, yes, it is. and it really makes sense that Midsummer is also a time of Pride because for queer people, I feel like it's it's when all of our Pride parades are. So that's the first thing, you know, it's Pride Month. It's when most of our Pride celebrations are. It's usually in the summer, mm-hmm. um, because Pride is about you know this is what what's uh, Steve writes in this little passage here, he says, Pride is about shining a brilliant light, not a spotlight on us, but a light that shines out and illuminates a beacon that others can see to guide them to the better spaces and ideas that we create. And I thought that was really powerful to hear, especially because I feel like with the cancellation of all of our Pride events and things like that, um, I feel like we're kind of we're kind of radiating that same energy just in smaller pockets. So, instead yeah. of having this large parade, I've been seeing it um like on social media, just like little pockets of just like, you know, we are the queer community, we are here. And especially with the decision passed today by the Supreme Court, that feels particularly, you know, um important to talk about especially close to midsummer and pride mm-hmm. uh the fact that you know you can't what is it you can't be fired can't lose a job can't be fired for um being, being LGBT. lgbt and mm-hmm. and that's on a federal level and that's that's crazy because for the longest time it was just a state-by-state kind of mm-hmm. basis but now you're just protected across the board And I know, and I have also seen some other arguments pop up that, oh, they only passed this, you know, just to distract us from X, Y, Z, and I'm like, you know what, you're probably right, but it still doesn't take away from the fact that they passed it. Right, Um, it's,
1: I, even I was kind of like, that's probably true, Yeah. but, like, take a win, you know, like, this is, this is a win regardless, it can't go anywhere, you know, like, it's there now, you know, Mm -hmm. that's the rule of the land, and... So it is written,
0: you know? Exactly. Um, and I thought that was just, it was just really, it was that little ray of light, the little, you know, feeling of hope with all this uncertainty and unrest. And um, it just felt really good. It just it just felt really, really good to hear that. And, um, what else did he write in here? There was another thing that he said in here that I really liked. <clears throat> Oh, right. So... It was about Stonewall. Hmm. A little piece he wrote about Stonewall. So, this is what he writes. He goes, The patrons of the Stonewall Inn did not act initially from a higher vision. They had simply had enough. Enough of harassment, Mm -hmm. enough of persecution, enough of shame, enough of mistreatment. They fought back, and the community put the power of that pride behind better visions of the future... A better world for themselves and those who would follow them, they marched for their recognition and their rights and helped to earn them, passing the torch on to the generations after them to us to continue the work um and that feels particularly you know pertinent too, because of the black lives matter you know protests and different uh i guess I hate calling them riots, but I guess.
1: Yeah, I personally just keep calling them protests? Protests, and yeah. if anybody wants to contradict me, they're free to, but I don't listen. <laughs> I feel like they
0: start as protests and then they kind of, for multiple reasons, kind of devolve into riots. I guess maybe that's the more accurate way of saying it. Um, I suppose, you know, yeah, although
1: of course, I always just see it as secretly a bunch of white supremacists
0: infiltrating them. Whatever. Oh, that's what right. I mean. That's what I mean by a series yeah. of you know, well, for I, a multitude just, of different I'm reasons. Just... <laughs> I'm being sassy. I'm being saucy. Not at you. That's
1: the situation. I know what you meant. <laughs>
0: but, um, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, uh, when people were saying, you know, when, especially when people were complaining about, oh, you know, they're rioting, they're looting. Well, Stonewall was a riot. You know, Stonewall was, it was crazy. Um, and, it, and it's important to carry the spirit of that because when I was a teenager, I always was very, it was, it's like, oh, gay pride. I'm proud to be gay. Well, what does that mean? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, it means that I'm gay and I have to tell you all about it. <laughs> and I think maybe as a teenager, that's how I interpreted it. So yeah. I had my rainbow bracelets and my rainbow fucking everything. And I was very open about the fact that I was gay and this and that. And mm-hmm. now I think I'm a little more toned down, not because I, I'm scared, um, not because of anything like that. I just, I don't feel the need to uh, show it as much because I just feel it innately and I know what it is. And I just, I feel confident in my queerness, I guess that mm-hmm. might be the right way to put it. I will say I completely
1: I completely understand where you're coming from. Like absolutely. I, I feel like that whatever that was when I was a teenager is definitely kind of subdued. Mhm. You know. Um not out of fear or anything like that. But I will also say at the same time uh I have felt you know over increasingly due to the unrest here in the United States that I have been feeling this kind of like uh I don't. I don't want to say it's necessarily reigniting, mm-hmm. because I think that was like a teenager version. You know what I mean. Right. But if that could reignite inside of a, you know, almost twenty-nine year old person, you mm-hmm. know. Um.
0: Yeah. 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 No, I I feel that exactly. Kind of what you're saying. Like, it's almost like. You feel more queer now, and yet. Like inside me, I feel more queer than I've ever felt,
1: right? Yeah,
0: but I don't feel the need to shout it at the top of my lungs because but I. But think... I would. But I would exactly. It's like I would, but
1: I don't need to. Right. Like I feel like if like if someone put me in a space where I had no choice, like mm-hmm. to put it like this, if if goodness forbid, but if something like Stonewall ever had to happen again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: i wouldn't be afraid you know what i'm saying like right. i could find that again it just would be it's different now you know what i'm saying
0: mm-hmm. exactly um kind of like uh there was some talk the past couple of days about trump trying to reverse uh gay marriage the ruling on gay marriage Mm-hmm um i i just don't once the supreme court rules something it's very hard to turn it over like it's extremely fucking hard i
1: think i think realistically people were misunderstanding uh because even i was like well i was like it's a scary notion not because i think he could do it i think like the article that i was reading they actually well they they titled it really well Mm -hmm. they were like he basically saying he's going to stay running with the same uh, whatever i forget what it's called but like you know like the the kind of ideology that they run with you know
0: yeah, during yeah. their
1: their election he's going to stick with that which included you know kind of overturning same sex marriage so i mean but it's no different than when he ran in 2016 he's homophobic transphobic racist bigoted piece of shit
0: right but, like it's it's no surprise at this point like i was right so i mean like it is disturbing because that just
1: means that you know there's going to be more uh, you know, I mean, as if it doesn't already happen, but there are tons of gay families that are harassed mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the people make snide remarks, you know, when they're walking by or people think that, you know, they have the right to comment on their family and tell them, oh, don't you think that they need a mom because family, blah, blah, you know, right. like, and then that already happens, you know?
0: Yeah, so it's... It's kind of it like not- I feel like I can hold my own space as a queer person. You know, like I don't have to and, and it's the thing of like like if someone was needling, like suppose suppose like I never explicitly said like in the workplace, right, that I was trans. Mm-hmm. I never said it explicitly. I'm not I don't hide it either. That's the thing. It's like just cuz I'm not going to go around and introduce myself to every person and say, "Hi, I'm Jay and I'm trans." No. Right. I'm not going to do that because none of your business, quite frankly hmm And but if someone was like lording it over my head, like I know what you are, you know, yeah. I'm gonna out you to the company, I would be like, Oh, no, no worries there, bud, because I can do it myself. You know, oh hey everyone, I'm transgender. Mm. What's up? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um and I feel like you'd be like the same, you know, to be like, uh yeah, I'm gay and y'all didn't see that like a mile away. what's up? <laughs> I mean it's so funny because, like, I mean, it's so funny that
1: you're mentioning that, like, talking about how, like, how very queer I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Eileen, she recently got like this really uh nice, um, manicure uh, kit, mm-hmm. and, like you know for like you know painting and like doing the nails and stuff. And I was like, hey, uh, I was like, would you give me really nice nails when all this is over, <laughs> you know, and yeah. Mom is fully aware, you know. Like, I tell her all the time, I'm like, I don't do the gender thing, it never made sense. Like, yeah, and she just kind of, she just like, she's not, she doesn't react badly. She just kind of, it's almost as if she already knew.
0: It's maybe, weird, or maybe she's just given up like trying to understand. She's just like, okay, <laughs> maybe,
1: probably it, you know, because like, I tell her like the things that I want to wear. Like the kind of the 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 fashion that I kind of want to get into, and mm-hmm. how can like, I tell her? Like I'm like you know I really can't wait to be
0: more femi, you know, when my dad leaves, you know, like mm, exactly. Oh yeah, cause she can't be doing him there. He'll never you know, be thing. But yeah. like if I'm down with
1: like you know a shawl coat, you know, and that, mm-hmm. and like my makeup done and shit like that,
0: I think then things will implode. Yeah, um, he would have things to say, and it's not that. It's not that you care what he thinks; you just not don't want all. to fucking hear it. <laughs> That's what it comes I, exactly. down to. Exactly. I'm just not interested in the
1: argument. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn what he says about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like I'm confident in the fact that you know I have these experiences. This is what I want. You know, like it. I'm. I'm fine with all of it. All of it just, like, it's just like, okay, whatever.
0: You know? I think it's that you're just, you're in such close quarters because he's living with you temporarily. But it would be different, like, if if you passed him on the street, you know, expressing yourself how you wish, and he had something to fucking say, well, it's like, well, then don't look at me then. Right. You know what I mean? Like, keep it pushing. See you later. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, the cool thing is, is, like, I have a partner who's, like, kind of going through their own realizations and you know, like, really wanting to, um, fem it up, which they already did before they met me, um, yeah, and, like, the thing is, like, Darian was already doing makeup,
0: yeah, because I remember a while ago, um, the, what was it, the, the, whatever the last Pride event was that we went to, um, what do they do, uh, the I- eyeliner, I- eyeliner, yeah, I eyeshadow, He was
1: already doing makeup before he met me, and I used to ask him like, "You didn't stop doing makeup because you thought I wouldn't be interested, right?" Like, and he says no, which I hope not. Mm -hmm. Um, he would just say something to to protect my feelings because, unfortunately, he's like that. But, uh, yeah, you know, and I and now that I'm kind of like, I want to like now that I'm like, I well, I want to learn how to do makeup, and you know, like yeah i want to look you know i want to be more femme
0: it's funny and... that you mention makeup and femininity because i think that um isn't this the summer solstice also like a time a really good time for glamour magic or am mm-hmm. i confusing that with another sabbath
1: i think that is the summer solstice isn't it i forget it I'm might be Beltane. Sure.
0: it might be Beltane. i mean really the time period in between Beltane and Midsummer. i always associated glamour magic with warmer weather with like solar energy anyway Um, yeah i yeah or like or even fire because it's like a transformation kind of thing it's like you're transforming yourself in a way
1: i mean to be even more i'm probably (laughs) much of our audience probably would agree with this i don't even know if you will but Mm. personally the the um the energy that I feel on Beltane and midsummer are very
0: similar. <laughs> Same because it's almost as hot on both days now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean even on a on a metaphysical
1: level, mm-hmm. like there is this sense of strange liminality, like the like I love Beltane and midsummer at uh, at dusk Yes, when like just when the the darkness is starting to set and the sun is up at the same time, Uh there is something for like on and and I mean in particular on these two particular days, Mm -hmm. there is something so powerful in that moment of dusk between night and day. It's like tangible. Yeah, like you feel like I mean it's to the point to where like I actually get the heebie-jeebies walking around at dusk during Beltane evening Mm -hmm. and Midsummer evening. Like, you know that the spirit world is, like, moving all around you, mm-hmm. you know, like, in mass, you
0: know? And it's almost like, it's not so much even the spirit world, it's like, for me, it's like, I know that other witches are also doing workings right now, or an hour before, or or an hour from now. But the idea is, like, it, a witch doesn't have to be working their spell in that exact moment, but it's just knowing that that energy is brewing it's coming it's going it's rising and falling it's like mm-hmm. it's literally like a bubbling cauldron for me it's like you know some like a bubbling cauldron like it takes a while to get to a simmer and then you bring it up to a boil and then you bring it back down and so it doesn't overboil and you know it just that's kind of what it reminds me of It's just this this ebb and flow of of incredible energy which is very different energy from say like Samhain and Yule Mabon um it's very different but i think i'm more in tune with uh with those energies this year i've actually like and i am the most fair-skinned person like not on the planet but i'm pretty fair-skinned like i'm out in the sun for like 10 minutes and i get a nice toasting um but i've been enjoying feeling the the sun on my skin and that rarely happens for me because normally i'm like oh it burns you know (laughs) yeah i'm normally burning in two seconds Mm -hmm. but i have been spending
1: so much of my summer now i mean not a ridiculous amount of time obviously Mm because social distancing but you know like i had you know the the couple of times that i went to the plant nurseries you know to get plants and stuff for my garden um i'm out in the sun because you have to wait you know in line Mm -hmm. and uh I didn't get burnt. I haven't gotten burnt. All like you know, which is crazy because the sun has been, it's, on certain days it's been super hot and super bright. Mm-hmm. Um, the most I've gotten burned was on my forearms while I was doing garden work, mm-hmm. and I just clipped a little bit of my aloe. Um, I have an aloe plant,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I put that on my arms, and it healed like the next day. It was you know, and it was it was, yeah. Also that
0: idea of like you're you're out in your garden, you got sunburned by working out in your garden and then you used a plant from your garden to (laughs) to Oh yeah. uh,
1: Exactly. (laughs) You're like haha That's what I wanted. I wanted a really practical garden for me, you know. Mm
0: -hmm. But that's why I went with vegetables at first because I thought I was like, Well, vegetables are pretty practical, like you know, you can eat them and if they taste good, well that's a good idea. I might do herbs next year. I'm and I'm doing veggies next year. Are you in really the,
1: <laughs> in the in the clawfoot tub? Oh, okay. That's gonna be our veggie garden. But I'm also um I'm also gonna be doing like potatoes. Um. Yeah, I want to be growing potatoes. I know that. But then I'm uh we're gonna be growing. My mom had a couple of veggies she wants to grow. Cause I'm I'm also trying to like cut down on my mom's costs, like when she goes to the supermarket. Yeah. Cause she always has to buy greens and stuff, but all of that gets expensive over time. So if there's anything that I can, you know,
0: preserve or
1: pickle or whatever, you know,
0: yeah. that's always my thing is like, you know, okay, so you have a plant and then the fruit of it, you know, like the tomatoes are ripe and you pick them and then it's like, you got to grow a whole new tomato, <laughs> you know? Right. It's, uh, it's, um, it's just fascinating to me how, consumer culture is you know like how fast we consume like how it's amazing like how long it takes to grow that tomato versus how long it takes to eat the tomato you know it's just the the amount of work that you put in for what you get out of it is is kind of incredible and i'm like why the fuck don't farmers make more money (laughs) you know like i just don't get it and why is it all controlled by the government? And they I start getting really tinfoily and I start getting uh, you know a little out of line there. But um I, I mean I don't know how tinfoil
1: that is. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes I mean it shows you how over controlled uh as far as like how we mistreat right, where like, our food. Comes I just from. don't understand
0: how the government can regulate like farming. Like how do you regulate the growing of but not regulate in a good way like regulate in a bad way as in like basically force farmers to be like almost like an indentured servitude in a way because of how much they make versus like they don't really make anything they don't really turn a profit um
1: yeah i but i've been saying that about like all sorts of laws that they make on plants you know like uh um uh, uh, weed cannabis yeah, i forget marijuana what marijuana no don't it. it's cannabis yeah cannabis i think that's the one you say uh one of them is is based in racism and i forget oh, um,
0: Okay.
1: yeah i'll have to remember but um cannabis uh uh what you call it i never understood how they made so many laws against a plant that had so blatantly especially now with so many medicinal benefits um, you know, it's incredibly anti-cancer, um, you know, certain strains help people with mental health problems, mm-hmm. certain strains help people with chronic pain. I mean, we've been giving lupus patients, you know, medical marijuana for a long time. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, and we, we've, uh, we've put these weird laws. I just
0: don't understand how they can, like, you know, police a plant. Yeah, yeah yeah it just sounds so wrong oh yeah. you know like but trust me even when i get on the concept of like owning land i'm like okay like owning land i i mean i get what you're saying but also like no one really owns land because you know nature can come and retake your land at any moment that is true it yeah. is very true i know what you're saying yeah we're just renting it we th- we think we own things but we're really just renting space here <laughs>
1: Oh, well, I mean, but that's like when people are like, you know, like uh, Mother Nature hates us or whatever, and I'm kind of like, I, I, I personally, she probably doesn't give a damn because if we all disappeared, if she killed us all off, she's still you keep know, going. She'd be fine, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I never liked that concept of like Mother Nature being like this hateful spiteful being i also really didn't like the concept of mother nature just being like a an a loving caring being i kind of like the concept of mother nature as just an ambivalent force that does what it wants yeah
1: that's how i see that 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 power that that virtue yeah
0: yeah it's just it's the closest thing to god we'll have on this planet you know what i mean it's the closest thing (laughs) to god you will see in a physical manifestation i guess you could say
1: i agree completely with that mm-hmm. i mean like yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely
0: on that note worship mother nature god damn it <laughs> uh, hug more trees yes hug more <laughs> trees um but yeah i mean we kind of talked for an hour on this this is just a little special episode just for uh the solstice for um the summer solstice if you are celebrating it i would love to hear about how you're doing it maybe uh mm-hmm. send us some pictures of an altar or just a, a space that you, or if um... you're doing like
1: food like if you're making mm-hmm. like a midsummer sort of dinner or something or I like paintings
0: to... or writings or just anything within the spirit of the season like we would definitely want to want to see that and um i'll share what i end up doing and i actually have some pictures in my garden that i have to put up Actually, oh, sure. I've been taking pictures of my garden at dusk because that's when I love it the most because I have these little solar lights in it uh, and it just uh, looks so good.
1: I have to I'll take more pictures of my garden at night. We have like this beautiful um we have these fairy lights set up, but they're like behind this beautiful ivory uh waterproof sheer. And then on the other side we have these really cool uh battery operated uh they look like just like light bulbs hanging. Mm-hmm. Like it's really cool. And they, they're they just, like, little ambient lights, but, uh, yeah, it's so nice. <laughs> but I will take a picture, um, of my St. John's wort on the, because the, by then it'll be planted. Mm-hmm. So I'll, uh, I'll take a picture if it has grown. I'll still take a picture regardless for, uh, for Midsummer.
0: Okay. That sounds like a good idea. hmm Um, so yeah, I mean, this is just our little kind of talk on this. I'll do my, uh little ending spiel here and then you can all get on with your uh midsummer rituals so um for anyone who may be new to us we are on the big three social medias facebook twitter and instagram our handle is which is betwixt um all one word on all three platforms we all check each one except twitter which is pretty much run by me uh but feel free to message us on any of them and we'll we will get back to you If you want to add your post to our online community, you can use the hashtag WBTWXT. And the links to our official Facebook group, Discord server, and website are in the show notes below, um, as well as a folk charm for uh, St. John's Wort that you were supposed to say while you were plucking the plant. That's going to be in the show notes as well. Mm -hmm. Scott is going to send that to me just after we get off the the recording here. Um, And then I think I referenced... Kristen chara's book *The uh, based stang and sword and as well as queer magic and so i will put links and information for those in there as well all right so uh for now we hope you all have a great solstice and please send us your pictures we want to see what you what you all are doing for celebrating have a good solstice and we'll uh see you later